Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose Cushing, and I'm the host of today's Horsewoman podcast. Today, our guest is Brett Shear Hyman, and she is from the Hunter Jumper world. So, Brett, tell us a little bit about you. Well, good morning, Rose. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I am a young professional based out of Upperville, Virginia. We have a beautiful facility there. I run a boutique show program where we specialize in individually tailored training and, and full care programs for competitive hunter, jumper, and equitation clientele. So what you, you um, train people in that, that advanced level? And look for horses yes, and look for horses that fit them and can do what they're looking to do. Yes, ma'am. I take on clientele who may already have their own horses, but I'm also open to clients that are looking to purchase horses and sourcing them for them. And we attend A level horse shows in the area. Um, we also go to Florida for a stint during the winter and we um, focus on the competitive hunter jumper client. Well, you know, I think that's a great area to express your expertise in because I think the secret to winning is having the right horse and the right rider matched up and then them working on what they do together best. I absolutely agree. There's, there is a huge piece of it is making sure that you are on the correct animal and, and whether that is um, making sure that the styles match or making sure that whichever horse you're on is best suited for the goals you have. Um, that's a huge piece of it. And then making sure that you can develop the, the language between you two in a way that you both understand so where the horses can both show you the right answer and that you can show the horses the right answer. Right, and know, know how to ask the right questions. Exactly. Well, that's, exactly. Really, that's really cool. Now tell me a little bit about your, your career in the hunter-jumper world. Well, so I grew up riding in the Maryland and Virginia area. My mom was a horse enthusiast when she was a kid. She preferred dressage. But, of course, us as kids, we wanted this. We wanted to jump. So we started showing in the Maryland, Virginia area when we were younger, mostly on the local circuit. And then we uh, started to participate in the A-level circuit when I was about 14. Uh Um, Slightly limited experience through high school and a little bit through college as well. And then when I finished college, I uh, took a job as a working student for someone, and, and the rest is history. Um, I, I've done it all, from camp counselor to groom to manager. I joked that at one point I was head coo slinger, and, and I've done yeah. it all in, in an effort to sort of become very well-rounded and educated, as well as find my way to a, a nice place as a professional. Very, very nice, well-rounded career. I'm on your website looking at your different things. <laughs> Thank you. Now, what Thank kind you. of... I, tr- I truly believe that you have to be a student of the sport before anything else. And, um, you know, we're, we were all always looking for that mentorship and, and becoming well-educated professionals. And my path is a little bit different than everybody else's in the sense that I definitely moved around a lot, but I got, also got a lot of different experiences. What kind of horse breed do you prefer? Do you have a specific kind you like better? 
No, I mean, I wouldn't say one specific breed. We tend to gravitate towards warm bloods, European bred or American bred warm bloods. It just has to do with their confirmation and their ability to do the job we're asking them to do and in the style that we're asking them to do it. Right. Hey, y'all. This is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. So what, what do you have coming up on your bucket list to do? Looks like you've oh, accomplished so many things. Very long. Yeah, well, tell me a little. <laughs> it's very, very long. You know, right now I, I have a very nice business with some very nice clients, and, you know, my goal is certainly to help and develop them and, and have those clients and those kids meet their goals. Um, ultimately, for myself, I, I have a very nice young horse that I'm developing, um, he's a three, three, three green horse at the moment, and I will move him up through the ranks as he ages. Um, and then ultimately, I, you know, I, I would absolutely like to um, have a Grand Prix horse at some point and get back into the jumper ring. It's been a few years that I had experience in up to meter 40 when I was a bit younger and I lived in France. Okay. So is there any particular problems that you seem to see that's common to the hunter-jumper world that clients come to you with? Um, any particular problems? You know, the, the thing that I have seen more frequently than not is when the horses are not able to show the clients the right answer because it hasn't been broken down in a way for the horses to understand and then the clients to understand as well. So it's, it's sort of, it's about keeping the horses a step or two ahead of the clients, but also then educating the clients as to how to, you know, handle the situations as they arise. So I talk a lot about the difference between a mistake a horse makes versus a mistake a client makes. Right. And, and, knowing, and knowing the difference. And I, and I like to say that, is, that my job is to know the difference and help them understand. Um, and on top of that, sort of explaining to them how to um, place the horses in a way where it becomes... If a mistake is made, that you're letting them make it rather than forcing them to make it. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Um, it, in, um, it does. How do I explain? It, it does make sense, actually. <laughs> um, how do I explain that a little better? You know, more like 
um, one mistake might be better than another in the long, sort of in the long game. And edu- educating the clients as to, to, to how to how to pick which option is best. So you're giving the horses good good history to pull on the next time a scenario arises. That makes a lot of sense because if yeah. a horse makes a mistake and it's his mistake, you know, that's one thing. But if you ask him the wrong question and he answers your question, that then Correct. that's a forced mistake. Go. That's a, yes, you got it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that that's makes perfect sense. A much more eloquent description. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm used to doing the forced mistake, so I'm very well acquainted with it. It's usually me that's the problem. <laughs> Which I, it's well, prob- probably also true. Also, the concept that, that perfection is not the goal. You know, I also like to say that the only difference between a professional and an amateur and an amateur is that the professional can see what's coming sooner and help the horses. Yes. It's not that we're perfect and it's not that we don't make mistakes. It's that we can see if something's coming up a certain way and we can help place them. We can teach the horses to jump from all the different places just because we're aware of what's coming, not because we're perfect. Right. That's an important concept because I think juniors and amateurs often think that perfection is the goal. It's, it's not perfection. It's about it's about just um, well-organized communication with the horses as things are coming up. Absolutely. You know, that experience that you garner is what makes you a professional because, you know, you you know your horse and you learn to know that maybe if the track looks a little different than he's ever seen before, he's going to act funny. Or maybe, you know, if there's a particular horse that's competing that he doesn't like, he may be a little nervous or stressed. And that kind of experience is what makes you a professional. I agree 100%. Well, we just try, you know, for us in in hunters and jumpers, especially in the hunters, when we're trying to create each jump so perfectly, um, it's just a matter of of giving them the information. And, and you know, maybe it's going to come up a little long, maybe it's going to come up a little short, just recognizing that and helping the horses to know how to jump well. Right. even Even if the jump, even if the distance isn't perfect. Right. That makes sense to me. Perfectly so. Now, you're in Upperville, Virginia? Correct. So what are some of the competitions that you go to locally? I know it's filled with hunter-jumper stuff. Yes, ma'am. And so in the spring, we often go down to Lexington, Virginia. They have uh, a series of really nice horse shows down there at the Horse Center. And then there's uh, a lovely facility in Fredericksburg called Rosemount Farm. We go there in the spring. We just came back from there this summer. Uh, we also adventure sometimes up to Pennsylvania and go up there. This summer we also spent a week in Princeton. And then we have some, the privilege of having some really nice horse shows right here at the Upperville Horse Show Grounds, including Upperville, Loud Benefit, Middleburg Classic, Piedmont Jumpers. Right. Um, and also this year the Zone 3 Washington Horse Show will be at Upperville. So that's three miles from our farm, which is very convenient. That is nice. That is nice. Um, and then we go to Ocala. Um, we're we're planning a between a six and eight week trip to Ocala this year. We like to go to World Equestrian Center. Yeah, beautiful for, for an adventure. Beautiful, beautiful facility. Oh, I call it Disney World. I know, and it's so nice in the winter time to go down there. It's wonderful. It's really a privilege, and and it's really good for the horses, and really good for the clients. And they they the horses mature, and they come back with really positive experiences, and. 
a real difference, in my opinion, in helping the horses continue um, and progress through the winter because no matter what you do and where you go, like, winter is winter's hard. <laughs> winter yeah. is hard. <laughs> yeah. I've become a little bit of a fair-weather bird when it comes to that, and once the weather turns, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll wait till Florida. <laughs> right, right. I, I'm the same way with the heat. You know, I'd, I'd rather rather sit out August if I can. <laughs> Yeah. So, in our today's world in the horse industry, it's a tough industry. There's no doubt about it. A hard way to make a living. And yes, what kind of advice would you give to young horse people that are entering the industry as to how to be successful and leave their mark? Um, I think there's a couple things to keep in mind. I think first and foremost, you have to be a student of the sport for your entire life. There's always something to learn, and it, it might not be the thing you thought you were going to learn, and it might not be from the person that you thought you were going to learn it from, and it might also be learning what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, be a student of the sport. Watch the schooling area. Watch the, watch the live feeds. Read the blogs. Do all the things, because there's so, there are so many ways to train a horse, and that's just on a Tuesday. And, and one technique might not work for one horse, and it might work for another. So then I think that's a little bit the second piece that I would say is while you're a student of the sport, be a student of your horses. One program might not work for every single horse in your barn, and you have to be open-minded and willing to adapt for them to make them the most successful. Um, and, and in that, that's, that's just being a good horseman would be my my. My next piece of advice, um, be a good horseman and do right by the horses. First and foremost, make that your priority. You know, we are certainly a client-driven business, and we want to make our clients happy, absolutely. But, for you know, the, the primary goal in my world is to have happy and healthy horses, and the rest will follow, please. I, I do believe that. I think- um, and then beyond that, I would say have, have an education. Um, some kind of other higher education other than college, I'm sorry, other than high school, um, a, a certificate, a, a community college, something online, because the unfortunate reality of our business is that if you hit the ground in the wrong way and you're broken, you, ha- you need to have some skills to fall back on. And secondary to that would be that um, running a business is running a business. Um, knowing how to write contracts and, and proof things and have your website be professionally designed or the content on it, that the emails to your clients are well-worded, that all of those things are professionally managed, I think is really important. So I encourage everybody to, to be educated and get educated and if not, to be very diligent about utilizing the resources out there because there are tons of them whether they are marketing companies like the one I'm blessed to work with at Mythic Landing, or whether they're online resources, um, or, again, getting the education to help you with it. Absolutely. You know, one thing that's very interesting about being in the horse industry is that it is a business, and if you don't treat it as a business, it'll go away. And oftentimes, you and your horse and your dreams, as far as your personal career, have to sit still while you're helping everybody else. And, you know, those are things you just have to understand and deal with. You have to learn how to do the business. Yeah, certainly. And I would add one more thing on to that, recognize that 
the, the beauty of this sport is that you can make a living in so many different ways. You do not have to be a professional fan with the Engate at 7 and indoors and, and all those fabulous shows, even though that may be the goal. You can make a living in this business in so many different ways. So figure out what way that you can be most successful and where where your niche is, you know, and, and, and capitalize on that. Because you can make a living in this business in so many different ways. Don't get lost or bogged down in the idea that there's only one way to be a professional. And I liked your advice about getting further education because you don't get out of school knowing how to be a professional horseman. Exactly. It's good to have a job, a real job that pays your bills while you're you're learning how to be a professional horseman. And then you'll be much more successful in the long run to take that time to train yourself. I would also say build your team. Yes. Now this is this is this is not this is not a team sport, but this is a team sport. Yeah. And whether it's the team behind you, your your marketing group, your bookkeeper, your barrier your vet or whether it's your you know your friendly professionals in the area that you call when you need advice or the people that help you when you're in the task all those things I do say I like to say this is the team sport build your team yeah um, because we all need the support and the only reason why any of us are successful is because we tried all the things that didn't work before we found the thing that did work yeah so, you know, utilize the resources of the people that may have done that already. So you don't have to struggle. There's there's no reason to struggle. You know, this is this is a team sport. People people who behave as if it's not, um, I think it's it's sad. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer to work with the people who stand at the end gate and cheer for each other and um, I have a really lovely group of professionals in the area who are like that. And I'm privileged to have those resources as well. I agree with you. And I think another good piece of advice is to be the person that those professionals want to work with because they exactly. will help you if, you if you're worth helping. Exactly. Play nice in the sandbox is what I like to say. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Play nice in the sandbox. So, Brad, how can people follow you? Um, I have an Instagram and a Facebook, and as well as that, I have my website. And, um, I mean, please do come up to me at the horses and introduce yourself. Um, I'm happy to happy to be a resource for anybody if I can be of any assistance. And um, we do have openings in our business for um, clientele who are interested in joining the team, or I also do... Um, I have openings in the business for freelance clients who might want to haul to the farm and join us or meet us at four shows and join us there as well. All right. And how? Where? what is your website so people can look you I, up? So the business is called Penny Lee LLC, and you can find us at pennyleellc.com, and that's also our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, and all of my contact information is on there. Um, we're based in Upperville, Virginia, three and a half miles from the Salem Horse Show Grounds, which is the, the home for the Upperville Horse Show, um, and just a few short miles from Middleburg. So we are deep in horse country, and we're very privileged to be at the facility that we're at. And we have a beautiful, beautiful outdoor and a lovely indoor and ride out. And it's a very peaceful property, and horses are very happy there. 
Sounds beautiful. Now, when folks, when you're, you're listening, it's Penny, like a normal Penny, and then L-E-I-G-H. LLC. So you get, be sure you get Penny Lee LLC. Yes, ma'am. You got it. All right. That sounds great. Is there anything coming up soon where people could see you at a horse show? Um, we're headed down to Lexington, Virginia next week for the Lexington Nationals. Um, then we'll do Maryland Horse and Pony, I think is the next thing that comes up. That'll be over at the PG Equestrian Center this year. Um, we do a little sponsorship program with them as well and, and take part with the management and sponsoring some things at the horse show. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be participating in some of the indoor horse shows this year. And, and we're around. We're in the area. Right. <laughs> okay. So, folks, if you need to step up your game, this might be a good person to get to know and, and use as a resource. Well, thank you so much, Rose. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you. And as always, listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. <music>